Hello there, Dad. Hello, Jack. Quiet at the boat now, isn't it? Oh, here comes Walter. Ah, hello, Walter. Hey, Lord, you're on me, old man, you old man. Here, have you are done yours? What's that? Well, Dan and Doris have sold Brookfield Farm and gone away to London. Ah, and young Phil's gone with them. Ah, and what's more, Harry Grenville and Carol have gone to live in Bournemouth. And Jack and Woolley's married Polly Mead and gone to Edinburgh. Oh. And Tom Forrest, John Tagoran and Doe Yord have all gone to start a hotel in Bognor. <laughs> well, now Laura's run away with young Roger Pachillo. <laughs> oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> Only us left, then, ain't there? Yeah. What are we going to do then? Oh, you wonder what's on the radio. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> Once again, the Angus Spoon Tune brings the microphone to Book Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Beloit. Which can only mean one thing. And here is your special announcer, John Otto Cleese, to tell you the word. I'm sorry, I'll be back again. <laughs> again. Oh, no, I can't find anything organically wrong with you. You are overweight, certainly, but please don't waste the time of your poor overworked and underpaid GP. But, Doctor, I've got these terrible pains here. Good heavens. You must be taking those hormone pills. <laughs> this is fantastic, but there's no other possible explanation. You must be pregnant. Doctor, this is terrible. What will the neighbors think? Mr. Portslade, you've created medical history. This has never happened to a man before. You'll be a celebrity. The neighbors will be proud of you. Doctor, you don't understand. I'm not married. <laughs> commentators, Peter Vest, Norman Hardley, and John Harlock. It's <laughs> over to them to hear what's going on. Or rather, what's coming off. Good evening, listeners, and welcome to the Seeming Pussycat at the start of the second night. Uh, not a big crowd, eh, Peter? No, no, about three, I should say. Yes, sir. <laughs> Each and every one of them for six. Yes. Uh, not great conditions, either. The light's not at all good. So I don't think it'll stop playing. And the atmosphere is very heavy. <laughs> But this should mean a bit of movement. Oh, yes. It should be really swinging. Oh, yes. 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 Well, we're waiting for them to come out. And here they come. No, just sweeping the stage. No, no. Wait a minute. This time. Yes. At last, I think we'll be seeing them take off the cover. Goody Gunball. Yes, indeed. And first, from the powder room end, we'll be having, um, uh, who is it? Uh... Zaza Clegg. Yes, that's right. Known here as Clegg the Leg, I believe. <laughs> yes, sir. 
Yes. <laughs> and here she comes. And she takes off her sweater and hands it to the doorkeeper. Any comment, no. Anyway, we can, we can tell you she's got one fine leg and one terrible one. She does? Yes, yes, very nasty. I think she's going for a singlet here. Yes, she got that one away safely. Um, what were her figures last time you saw her, Morris? Not so good. 48, 32, 17. Uh, not so good. Positively deformed. She comes forward and drops that one just short of us down here. Yes, she's terribly slow. Awfully slow. Fantastically slow. Oh, my goodness, that was quick. I really didn't see what happened to that one. Did you see that? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't looking. What's happened? What's happened? Well, I think she's lost her left. No, no, wait a moment. Yes, it was her left. No, no. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, well done, well done. Good heavens, that's three down and four go. Ah, oh, well, she's warming up a bit now. Yes, I think we should be seeing her googly any time now. Yes. <laughs> and she's taking away a slip. Yes, there it goes. What a lovely leg glass. From the man at the front row. Oh, all right, it'll do. <clears throat> and I'll sing her song, her song, her song, her song. 
That's an ordinary 40-watt bulb. <laughs> well, I definitely don't believe in you now. Oh, you've done it now. You've extinguished me like... Oh, dear. Oh, look, how can we get it back on? Look, I know. You shout, do you believe in fairies to all the children in the world? And if they shout back, yes, you'll be all right. It's worth a try. Anything's better than me having a blackout. <laughs> children, do you believe in fairies? Yes.
the pages of our island heritage, steeped in the sound of battle, tinted with the vermilion hues of victory, echoing to the clash of arms. Our fighting men have gone forth from the bounding ocean main to do battle with the threat of foreign oppression. Today, we take great pride in presenting the story of our most famous sea dog, Lord Nelson. Admiral Lord Nelson was a small man. In fact, he was rather smaller than Bill Oddy. <laughs> Very small, is that? That's not really funny. Not even possible. As... <laughs> As I was saying, he was a small man who lost an eye and his left arm in battle. Sounds more like a half Nelson. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He was a man of many parts. Well, a few, anyway. He loved the sound of a sea, as in... Cat. But... The best way to tell our story is to give you an extract from his personal diary, known to the lads as Nelson's Column. March 29th. Will this war never end? We still have not sighted the French fleet, so Captain Hardy tells me they plan to capture the Canaries. I have put an extra padlock on their cage, just in case. <laughs> March 30th, Hardy's birthday. I promised him a good line in my death scene. <laughs> March 31st, a terrible storm is raging. The helmsman was washed overboard in the night. Seaman Bedworthy is now at the helm, and we have tied him to the mast. Six bells. The mast has been washed overboard. <laughs> the second mate is at the wheel, and we have nailed his boots to the deck. Eight bells. I have a new pair of boots. <laughs> March 32nd. The storm is past. By my calculations, we are at the equator. Sighted our first iceberg this morning. <laughs> March 33rd. Sausages for breakfast. Clean sock. <laughs> March 34th Will April never come? Excuse me, Admiral Ah, oh, Captain Hardy Sir, the lookout has reported a ship's sail Well, go and see if you can pick up something cheap <laughs> but, Sir, it could be the French By George Hardy The manual Hardy, actually, sir Ah, a Hardy manual <laughs> I have a manual life. That was a bit labored. Yes, I'm a manual laborer. <laughs> Hardy, this is our chance. Come, we must go up on the poop. What's the poop? A young sea dog. <laughs> Here we are, Hardy. Now, where are the fish? Over there, sir. Uh, look through this telescope. I see no telescope. <laughs> we must follow the French fleet and destroy them. We can't do it single-handed, sir. Careful, Hardy. <laughs> we must sail faster. Boson! Aye, aye, Admiral. <laughs> aye, aye, sir. 
is a fine day for a battle. And the men are spoiling for a fight, sir. Aye. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Give him a chance, sir. And they'll run Johnny French out of the sea, sir. We'll give him a taste of our British food, sir. <laughs> Aye. And the yo-ho-ho to the lot of you. Well, I like it, Walter Gabriel. <laughs> Wilson, put on every inch of sail. Aye, aye, sir. How do I look? <laughs> on the mast, idiot. I can't, sir. Why not? It's the mizzen. Well, get another. <laughs> aye, aye, sir. And as we do it, me and the boys will oblige ye with an old song of the sea. Are you ready, lads? <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> Cover the anchor and button the hatch. Way, hey, Johnny, missing the plimsoll line, open the latch. Way, hey, me hearties, and we're bound for the Rio Grande. And a sweet little galley of bloody blue dress, all oh, in the Command. Give the boatswain the order. Aye, aye, sir. We'd like two large cocos and a sea dog. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. Careful, boatswain. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Aye, Captain. <laughs> what was that? I said Lady Hamilton coming alongside. Ah. Lady Hamilton? How did she get out here in the middle of the Atlantic? She's wearing mortar wings, sir. Are you sure? Oh, well, now you come to mention it. <laughs> Hamilton, what a pleasant surprise. Will you come into my cabin for a little while? Hmm, I know you and your little wiles, but I must confess I could do with a nice seat. Yes, I see what you mean. <laughs> oh, Horatio, at last I've found you. Madam, what are you saying? I'm saying, oh, Horatio, at last I've found you. I've searched for you everywhere. I looked for you at the Admiralty, but they told me you were abroad. That's a dirty lie. <laughs> Just the way I walk. <laughs> oh, Horatio, hold me in your arm. <laughs> Let me look into your eyes. All right, but it's not a patch on the other one. <laughs> I'm yours, Horatio. Madam, please, this is a family show. Then think of me as one of the family. All right, Father. <laughs> but you can't stay here. We're about to do battle with the French. This is no place for a woman. Then let me fight with you. Oh, no. You're bigger than I am. <laughs> I mean, let me fight beside you. This is ridiculous. How could you fight in that ridiculous crinoline dress? Well, I could take it off. Right, yes. Here's a couple. <laughs> oh, thank you, Horatio. Thanks. Next morning. Admiral, the crew are turning ugly. No, no, they always look like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. The crew talk of taking over the ship and sailing to the West Indies. That's funny. My wife went to the West Indies. Jamaica? 
Is that in the West Indies? Oh, yes. Oh, oh I must mean the uh, East Indies. Jakarta? No, she went by train. <laughs> Like this. 
Bravo. The French fleet is sailing off. They're running away. It's incredible. It's fantastic. It's unbelievable. And, of course, it's not true. <laughs> but that is our version of Admiral Lord Nelson's most famous victory, named after the well-known London landmark, and forever to go down in history as the Battle of Piccadilly Circus. <laughs> Tune ends another edition of I'm Sorry I'll Read That Again, which was written this week by John Esmond and Bob Larby, Graham Garden, Eric Idle, David and Peter Lund, and Bill Oddie. The songs were by Bill Oddie, and the music was provided by Dave Lee. Those taking part were Tim Brooke Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Bill Oddie. The show was produced by Humphrey Barclay, who was produced by Mrs. Barclay. <laughs> so that's it until the same time next week, when once again you will hear your special announcer saying this. This. Ha, ha, ha.